Eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a three o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code KATE. Rise and shine, fragile Americans. There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. So absurd, Senator Johnson, is the way you continue to get censored. We, we have close to 5,000 deaths, over 1,700 within days zero, one, and two of getting vaccinated. We, we have uh, you know, thousands of people with permanent disabilities, 20,000 hospitalizations. And that quite honestly compares to less than 200 deaths per year through the entire 30-year history of the VAERS system with other vaccines. They are suppressing this information, and the American people are paying the price. The vaccination of the unvaccinated. You know, and it's needless taking a needless toll on our country. You know, we have uh, roughly 350 million people vaccinated in the United States and billions around the world. And virtually no one's died because of that vaccination. But even so, the impact is going to be very different than what happened last January. Today, about 400 people will die because of the Delta variant in this country. Wow, it's a whole lot of lies. Uh, I don't know if Biden realizes this because I know he's president of the actual United States, but we only have 331 million people total. And he just said 350 million were vaccinated. But Kate, That's 20 million more. He's, he's including uh, the ones coming over the border every day. <laughs> he, he is. I just wanted to be clear. Um, His math skills are far superior to ours. And uh, I love that the senator cleared up the, that was, and that was months ago on the deaths. It's far more than 5,000 now. And that was only uh, 1% of VAERS reporting. So we have tens of thousands of deaths and we have millions and millions and millions of adverse reactions from the shot. So don't ever, I, I, it's, it's amazing. They roll them out the president and the pup, you know, little puppet strings go and, and he says some blundering thing and then they roll him back and put him on ice. And then anyway, they just, you know, get him back in the basement folks. Um, uh, okay. I have so much to say, John, the wheel man. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I hope you share the show today. Um, I'm going to be talking a lot about a personal experience and I, I really hope you share today's show with loved ones. It's really tough. And I'm, I'm hoping that I don't get emotional because I really don't. I'm not an emotional gal. I'm, I'm just not. I, it takes a lot to make me cry. I'm actually pretty pragmatic and I, it just takes a lot. But I actually broke down the other day after, wow. after having my husband um, have, to, have to go to the ICU. And uh, by the way, he was only there three and a half days. And he uh, was released this morning. So it was five days, although he could have probably gone home yesterday on the fourth day. But how did we get through it so quick? What happened? And what did we have to do so different to get him to walk out healthy? Um, And I'm going to share that with you to hopefully help you 
share this with your family members and friends so we can save some lives here. If there was ever a show I wanted you to share out of my 10 years, I hope you share this one because I know it can do some good. So um, the reason I broke down was because it's awfully scary what's happening in our hospitals. And I'm not here to villainize anyone. I'm not here to villainize doctors and nurses because I actually think they have pretty good hearts. I think that they're coming from a place that they really do care about patients. I'm not talking about the Stasi nurses that seem to like the soda dispensing stewardesses get a little power and feel like they love just to come up with nonsensical medical stupidity and then and then cram it down your throat and I swear their only job is to say put on that piece of yellow cloth so we can save you and humanity or put that uh a piece of piece of cloth that's bacteria infested on your face so we can save you from humanity. So it doesn't make any medical sense. But when I tell you our story, you're going to maybe understand a little bit why they do what they do. And I'm not trying to villainize them. Um, bottom line is this, before I get into the story, let me give you the end before I give you the beginning. It's the protocol that's killing people, not COVID. Let me say that again. It's the protocol that the hospitals use that's handed down from the CDC panel that devises what the hospitals are told. There's a very big paper on this and a hat tip tie uh, for grabbing this for me, 351 page document that tells the hospitals exactly what they're going to do and what they're not going to do. Now, there is some, you know, responsibility that the nurses and the doctors have toward the care of your loved one. And I will talk about that, but I'm not here to villainize them. So it's the protocol killing people, not COVID. So my husband had pneumonia for about seven days. We were dealing with pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Quite interestingly enough, a lot of us from Freedom Fest came home with pneumonia. Very, very interesting. So um, he, he couldn't, you know, he's having trouble breathing and it got to the point on the seventh day that, um, that we were, um, st- he was struggling to breathe and his oxygen. I had a, a very, very well-trained good friend of mine come over, um, who's in the medical profession and she's amazing. And she did his pulse ox and it was 79. That's low. Yeah. Okay. So 79 and down, they usually like, they'll even think about a ventilator. Okay. And boy, is that going to come up in our conversation today? <laughs> We got that crammed down our throats since the second we walked in the hospital. So, so we decided to go in for oxygen. Okay. He had just had all the symptoms of plain old, good old, old fashioned pneumonia that no one seems to have anymore or the flu that's com- completely been erased. So this is what we thought it was kind of knew it was and had, had experienced it in our family before. And so we took him down. We were greeted by Nurse Ratchet, who decided that the first thing she should do before asking a single question after watching my husband not be able to catch a breath was to mask him up. Because that makes medical sense. And when I said, don't mask him up, he can't breathe. And she said, he will wear a mask. And I said, no, he won't. He can't. He literally can't breathe. That's not responsible to do that. Why are you doing that to him? Uh, She called security on me. Security came, wondered if they wanted her to usher, have them usher me out. And, uh, and then I was told that, um, well, she said, well, just stand by. Kind of like a little wow. threat, like you speak up again. Here's our muscle to take you out. 
when all I wanted was appropriate, like don't mask somebody that can't breathe. How about that? I would expect that. I would expect that kind of care, but whatever. So a little nurse ratchet, um, um, just on her little high horse about the mask and caring more about the mask than she actually does about the patient. After 19 months, we clearly know this is not or airborne or yeah. every family member in America would have been sickened by their loved one. Yeah. So obviously, quite obviously, it is not that. We get in and we go directly to the ER and we're asked if we're vaccinated to which, you know, we're saying, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, 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 we're not vaccinated. No, we would never be vaccinated. And, um, and the response was, <sighs> and then it was the automatic let's COVID test and then the automatic let's get x-rays. Well, the COVID test comes back and five minutes before this, we're totally fine and talking all with each other. But then we go into hazmat suit palooza with the hoses and the gloves and the double masking and the the quite over the top overkill. Now, all of a sudden, five seconds ago, you were everybody was fine in the room. But now we're not we're bubonic plague. So so we're we're getting the whole circus show. Right. The whole show. And everyone's acting like cooties are fly, flowing through the air like crazy because the COVID test comes back positive. The COVID test will come back positive. You have the, the COVID test is ratcheted up 40 times, 40 magnifications or rotations to encompass all flu, all virus, all pneumonia, everything. Of course, he's going to come back with it positive because it's so generalized and booted up. Okay. Okay. So, you know, most everyone's going to come back positive. So you came back positive or just your husband? D- just him. Oh, did they test you? Of course not. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, the cooties can stop, I guess, where I begin. Okay. Or I, I'm not quite sure how that all works. I don't think they, they do okay. either. So so here's the deal. So all of a sudden, so there's two tracks. You have pneumonia. There's two ways to go. There's good old-fashioned pneumonia where okay. you get you get oxygen and then chicken soup and TLC, and you get sent home. This The other track of pneumonia would then be you... It's COVID pneumonia. It's COVID pneumonia. Big bell rings. You know, the whole hospital goes into alarms. It's COVID pneumonia. And you are uh, then he needed the high flow oxygen machine. Okay. So in the past, if you got high flow oxygen, you got just go, you went to a regular room. Okay. Yeah. Well, they changed the policy. Now you're going to know why the ICUs are full because you have all the patients that were in the previous, you know, previously sent to just the hospital are now filling up the ICU. So when they wring their hands and they go, the ICU is full. Okay. They're talking about a lot of patients, I think, that don't actually need to be in there. So we got sent to the ICU. When I got up to the ICU, you know, it's, it's, you have to change the gown we just gave you down there up here. And well, why? I mean, I just came from down there. Well, the cooties, the, the COVID, you're, you're in, you're infested with COVID cooties. But my shoes, my bag, my hair, and my my purse aren't. I was just down there with those two. And so it was a very interesting sort of medical exp- explanation as to why the COVID doesn't go on my shoes or anything or on my bag or my purse or my keys. It's just the yellow gown. So I thought, well, maybe it's attracted to yellow. Um, and, and so there was no explanation for that. Also, I just want you to know that when they take the x-rays, I took a picture of the x-rays because the x-rays came back and they said COVID pneumonia. Well, when I asked, well, what does COVID pneumonia mean? What does that mean? Why are you saying COVID pneumonia? Um, There was a very flustered doctor 
who was really a jerk, but a, a very <laughs> flustered doctor who was like, uh, you clearly have an agenda. I said, no, I just actually just want you to explain COVID to me. I mean, you're seeing it so often, right? Yeah. I want just, I don't know. Well, it's the, all the white clouds and all the lungs, you know, on both sides. And I said, well, because there's viral pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia. And I said, well, okay, but why is it COVID? So I immediately looked up x-rays from 2017, 2006, 2000. I mean, I, I went clear back because good old fashioned pneumonia before COVID showed up and eerily, suspiciously, they looked exactly the same. Okay. Um, but they're convinced that there might be just like a few little things that are different on the x-ray. And I said, well, I don't, I don't see anything different now. I'm not a radiologist, but I, I'm sorry. I, they look exactly the same. Are you sure this isn't good old fashioned pneumonia that no one gets anymore? And the answer was it's COVID pneumonia. It's just COVID pneumonia. And you just have to know it's COVID pneumonia because the test came back positive. Oh, because that put me on a whole different track in the hospital with a whole different protocol of over-treatment. And this is very important for you to know. The over-treatment protocol is, I, in my estimation, totally in my opinion, this is the clause I'm going to give everybody. I can't give medical advice. My situation might be very different, yada, yada, yada. But in my estimation and opinion, I, the over-treatment and overkill was it out, it was astounding and i also wanted to tell you that they started talking about a ventilator from the first 5 seconds we were there and did not stop talking about it the entire time we were there and i will be right back with the rest of the story be right back hello i'm mike lindell and i'm coming to you with the most important commercial that i've ever done all of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this Cyber Symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. My sweet love. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Boy, I have a lot to say. Keep going, Kate. Keep All right. Going. Welcome back. And uh, um, 
make sure you go to mypillow.com, you guys. Mypillow.com. He's just doing some amazing work at my pillow. And go to Frank's speech. The big symposium's coming up next week. And uh, um, please go to Frank's speech to find out more about that. He's going to be revealing the voter fraud. Got a lot of problems in this country right now. And uh, uh, he's a good friend, and, and he's been really good to our show. And so he, we've partnered up. And when you go to MyPillow.com, you keep shows like this on the air. You keep me on the air. You keep John on the air. I mean, we really want to do this. And I am urging you to go to MyPillow.com and get some of the best products you've ever had, by the way. <laughs> Pillows, blankets, uh, sheets, I mean, you name it. And the robes, the slippers, everything's amazing. They even have loungewear, for Pete's sakes. When you order that, it helps the show, but you also get these fantastic products sent to you. So, but you have to put in the code Kate. There's a lot of codes out there. Put in the code Kate, and it specifically helps the show. It Just does. being honest with you. So, K-A-T-E, my first name. My pillow's doing amazing work, and he's putting his money where his mouth is, trying to get the word out on everything. So I just wanted you guys to know that from the moment we got into the hospital, we were told that we were gonna, we were kind of being like prepped for you're gonna need a ventilator, you're gonna need a ventilator. Um, if this machine doesn't work, you're gonna need a ventilator. And when I said, oh no, 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 we're we're those families that say no to that. No, we're not. We're not ever gonna go on the ventilator. I'm sorry. I already knew that the the rate of death was so high. It was so astronomically high that I, I knew I wouldn't take my husband home. Now, keep in mind, he's in, he's in four different risk categories, okay? So he's their patient that they would, uh, that he's, he's probably one of those that the, the mortality rate would not, you know, he would have, had we not known what we'd known, I actually think that he could have died this week if that was the case um, because he had so many mortality, you know, he had so many risk factors against him. Age, you know, weight, uh, everything, right? Diabetes, everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, oh, and he's unvaccinated because apparently only the unvaccinated are the big threat and they're dying, right? And yeah, so, right and uh, yeah, well, we're going to blow a hole through that, aren't we? Because that's not true. So, when, so um, we were told that uh, my voice on that didn't matter, only my husband, because it was his life. And so they turned to him and said, if you, you know, if you refuse that ventilator, you'll most certainly have um, um, brain death. Um, okay. Uh, I, I'm sorry. We've been here literally. I'm looking at my watch. Five, five seconds. Uh, I'm sorry. What? He's just on a high flow oxygen machine with basic pneumonia. Cause I can see that from the x-ray. So what, what in the world's going on here? And they're talking about this as like this, you know, if you don't do this, you're done. Brain damage, Bullying brain, brain damage time. So luckily we went upstairs, but I just want to tell you that when you go into the hospital now, you'll have 24 doctors, not one. And you actually, you actually have to then tell every shift, every doctor, and it's always a new one. Um, you know, you're no ventilator, write it on the board, write, write it on their chest on a Sharpie, whatever you need to do, but make sure everyone knows that there will be no ventilator because I was the, I found out I was the only person that's ever refused the ventilator. And your husband's still alive though. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm the only person that ever refused it. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be warranted in some situations because the oxygen's so low, but the problem, this is the problem. Listen up. What are we doing to make sure they don't get to that point? This is where the problem lies, okay? (laughs) So I have the advantage of 19 solid months of research every single day, hours and hours and hours and hours every day. So I know, I know a little bit more about COVID than Mm -hmm. everybody else or what they're, what they call COVID. 
what they call COVID, the label COVID. But I also have access to the greatest doctors ever. So because of the show, I've had him on as guests. So I have him on text. So I'm texting them and I have a friend here that is a wonderful MP. So NP. So I have amazing friends. And right off the bat, it was ask for intravenous vitamin C in high, high doses. Now you think orange little pill that dissolves in your mouth. Oh, that's quaint, Kate. (laughs) That's not what I'm talking about. High intravenous vitamin C can actually help kill cancer cells. It's been proven. They, they have so many different ways in which vitamin C helps with inflammation. So this is an inflammation issue, okay? And they have a set protocol of medications, but they're not, they're not the most researched ones. They're not the best ones out there. But the problem is the doctors all think that this is the best care they can give, and I disagree. So this is where our, our opinions differ, and I, I realize it's an opinion, okay? So... We get up there and in the ICU and we have a string of doctors. It's changing all the time, not, not the same every second of the day. Then we have all these different nurses. And I, I, I'm going to say good people, good people, okay, caring people. But they all stick by that protocol. They all tell you that the protocol's great. It's not. They have to. My opinion is it's not. And yeah, so the CDC panel gives the hospitals the protocol. And, and, um, and of course, I w- they were referring to uh, the respir- you know, the respiratory therapists. Everybody re- refers to COVID as elusive, a mystery. It's been 19 months. Okay, this isn't a week ago. <laughs> it didn't come out a week ago. But but here again, this is the problem: is if it's so elusive and a mystery, and no one's seen it, and there's no sample of it in the United States, and there's no sample of it in China, and they never used a sample of it for the COVID test. How does that come out positive, by the way, with no COVID in it? Then. I guess we're all assuming that COVID's in the air and around us all the time. I mean, no one's seen it. No one knows. No one's seen it. So every all the time they're talking about ventilator all the time. It's almost like geared and wired because we're on, see, we're on this different track of pneumonia. Okay. So everything is ventilator, ventilator, ventilator. If this doesn't work, ventilator. If this doesn't happen, ventilator. So we order the vitamin C and I, and, and they say, that's not our protocol. And I say, um, well, it's going to be. <laughs> and they say, no, people don't, they don't come in and order that. I was the first person to ever say I wanted high dose of vitamin C. Mm-hmm. I'm talking over 10,000. I would like, I would have liked 20,000, but they um, only, I think, really go up to like 6,000. And that's only when you're in sepsis. So near death, I guess they believe in it, but not when you're <laughs> like, you know, having trouble breathing. So, so this seems like a no brainer to me. And I said, I want zinc intravenous zinc because I'm, I'm on the line with doctors and they're all saying get zinc in him get vitamin c in him get um nac in him um get uh uh what was the other one um vitamin d ten thousand units right because everybody's i mean a lot of people's d is really low and a lot of these nutrients are very low so mm-hmm. you got to give the patient a fighting chance why are the hospitals so resistant to health I'm say I'm going to say that again. Why are the hospitals so resistant to health and nutrition Money. to help you fight? Money. <sighs> yes. So instantly, um, they said they were going to do all that, and then I, f- I I started finding that 
each time we went to check on it, it was either a different dose or it was like 500, um, you know, and I'm like 500, that's like a chewable. Uh, no, that's a child's dose. You know, we need, we need something a little more powerful, like the intravenous vitamin C. So I had to keep pushing for it and I had to stay on top of it, but I'm the only person to ever go in and add all these things to treatment. I'm the only one. I'm the only one to refuse the ventilator. I'm the only one to say, can he have some nutrition? And can he have some things that actually can help him fight this naturally? Like, and I don't mean naturally, we're in a hospital setting. You think that that would be standard protocol. But when I tell you what's at the end of the report, thank you, Ty. When I tell you what's at the end of the report for care, you're going to be blown away when I tell you what they think about this, this protocol that I just had my husband do per the doctors I was talking to. Now, every time I turned around, I was told, that's not our protocol. We don't do that. And I kept saying, but you're going to. And here's a key, too. And I actually learned this from my stepdaughter. This is how everyone comes together with information, right? I said, I will take him out on claim hospice. That way the oxygen follows me and the staff follows me home. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm taking him home. I'm not going to put him in here and leave him in here. And so... It's pretty creative. <laughs> that is. That's, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've never heard so, of that. It's good to know. So I'm going to do that. And um, so anyway, so I had to stand my ground. And I felt like I spent three days going, it was like, it was like putting my arms out and going, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do anything funky while I'm away because see, they have all these different teams and all these different doctors coming in all the time. So yeah. I don't know how many of them are talking to each other. Okay, so they put him on a, you know, pretty high dose of antibiotic and because they thought it might, it could maybe ish be bacterial. Well, as soon as we found that out, you know, I'm reminding them, take him off of that. He doesn't need to lose all of his good stuff, you know. <laughs> um, so it, so then um, I brought up budinocide. That's not part of their protocol either, like protocol. And I was told that over and over. And I said, I'm sorry, but the latest on this, and I've been talking about it for a year, mm -hmm. Dr. Richard Bartlett brought it up and was shunned all over the nation when he said, this is a silver bullet. This is amazing. It's getting their lungs like back to, you know, they're right back in, in getting out of these hospitals on average three days faster. And oh my gosh, it helps so much. And I was told, we don't, we don't ever give budesonite. And I said, why, why not? It's the, the Lancet just published this. What? Are you guys not reading the latest? What's going on here? Well, they, they don't. So budesonide was in a study, and the study said everyone was doing amazing on it. But guess why it was terminated and why they won't recommend it for care? Why? Uh, because not enough people were in the trial. Jeez. <laughs> and it's amazing. They use it for COPD. It's been around a long time. And I wanted it in the nebulizer. There's an inhaler, a nebulizer. And, uh, and so, um, we switched it to, so they use a, a certain steroid, but that was for viral. Well, the problem in the lungs is inflammation. So we want one that's going to go for the inflammation. That's yeah. butinocide. So they split the difference with me. So they were very resistant to putting him on this. And then finally conceded to do that. Um, because I kept pushing, 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 pushing. Okay. You have to stay so vigilant. And so we changed up the whole protocol. We gave him all these vitamins and minerals. We gave him, um, something to help him 
deal with what was going on inside of his body. Instead of just medication, there's this thing called health and nutrition that really helps. And I was told, by the way, that those things don't make a dent. Um, Who told you that? <laughs> anyway, nutrition, sir, does make a dent. And if somebody in the medical profession tells me that the vitamins and minerals don't do anything, maybe they ought not be in the profession. So um, there was a lot of upsetting moments like that where I was so baffled by the things I was told. But um, ambudicinide, I'm sorry, it works. <laughs> now, does it work for everybody? I don't know. This, I'm just telling you my case scenario. I can't prescribe anything. I can't, I can't tell you what's right for your loved one. I don't know what else is going on with your loved one, but I do know that within 35 hours, my husband was up walking to the bathroom, talking, laughing, eating Thai food and, um, doing really great. They serve Thai and no, I had to bring it in. Oh, okay. I was going to say it's changed since I've been there within, within under two days, my husband was doing fantastic and still has pneumonia. Still I, needs some I can oxygen. picture you in the hospital hall going, nanner, nanner, nanner. <laughs> I really can't, Kate. That's I was, a good I was story. really angry. Angry is a. I'm, I was angry. Do you remember that line from yes. that movie? I was yeah. angry. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888 673 1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. See. see that sorry well, I, I am glad your husband did good I'm glad he's doing better my husband um sorry it's been a tough week um he walked out of the ICU in three and a half days they've never had a patient walk out that fast from what I've been told my husband was released this morning after a total of five days and could have actually left yesterday that's he excellent. was doing fine yesterday. He could have he could have totally been home in four days. So I'm trying to share with you what happened because I absolutely know if I 
didn't know what I know. And if I wouldn't have had great, amazing people in the medical profession that knew what to ask for, that question all the stuff that's going on, if I wouldn't have had access to them, we would be one of the statistics right now. And my life would be totally different this week. There's a lot of people sitting on ventilators that I don't feel ever needed to get to that point. So when they wring their hands and they cry and the doctors and nurses are like, we did everything we could, but it's just killer COVID. And I'm going, no, it's killer protocol. It's the protocol. It's the protocol that is, is harmful. And to not give the patient anything that really can truly help them, in my opinion, and then just watch them slide downward and throw them on a ventilator and wring your hands and say, that's all we can do, is not, is not okay. And there's too many good people that are th- thrown on this situation and they don't know they can ask for anything. They don't know they can demand anything. They don't know what to ask for. So I'm really trying to just help you. Um, by the way, I just have to mention Balance of Nature because Balance of Nature is a fantastic product. Could that be part of the equation of, of why he succeeded so quickly? Could be because he has been taking that. He's been amazed. That product's amazing. Balance of Nature is a great product. It has a lot of phytonutrients and... Um, my husband takes that a lot. And so every day, so I just want you to know, go to balance of nature and use the code Kate and get that product. Cause it really is good. Um, I also wanted to mention to you to the frontline doctors have a website and you can do a telemedicine visit and they can actually ship out medications within 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. What a fantastic resource that is. I don't know everything and I'm not a doctor. I don't pretend to be Okay. But I do know where to go to get good help and they know what's going on and I would trust them. I also um, wanted to mention that, uh, you know, having ivermectin, I think had we increased that dose of ivermectin because it's done on weight. Mm -hmm. And so people don't realize that. And I think what got lost in our translation was how much to take. And if if you can take that early on, that's why I'm saying go go to the frontline doctors. They'll tell you how much to take. I don't think we actually would have ended up in the hospital yet. And I, I just hate what has happened, you know, with my husband having pneumonia, but this experience has been so eye opening. I just have to share this one second with you is that one piece of this that has puzzled me over the 19 months is I know doctors and nurses are, are decent and good people. And so they were constantly telling me how much death was going on and oh my gosh, people were dying on COVID and they were, they're so convinced they're so convinced it's COVID killer COVID, even though they can't describe it, have never seen it. It's killer COVID, right? So what was the disconnect then? You talk to a doctor or nurse, they're adamant that you go get this shot. My, my husband's not even vaccinated. He did great. Okay. Um, I would never get that shot monstrosity into my body, but they're convinced that that's going to save humanity, even though your body 99% of the time is just fine with any cold virus. Well, they, they're, they're brainwashed into thinking that this is the only cure for humanity. And they look at all of you like you're stupid, by the way. Just wanted to mention that. The little nurse ratchets, they think you're stupid for not getting it. You're bringing down humanity and whatever. Um, But I just wanted to mention to you that that was the disconnect. Now I don't have that disconnect. Kate? So, yeah. Go ahead. Well, the, the disconnect was, why are they so convinced? Well, 
They think that this protocol is the very best they can do. They're not reading the studies. They're not doing their homework. And they're not making sure of the information. So they're going off of what the CDC is telling them. The same CDC that lies to you all the time, that's retracting all the time. And so they actually do think in their head that killer it's killer COVID. Because they think they're giving you the very best. They think that this whole circus of protocol, this over-treatment. See, we just under-treated my husband. This whole over-treatment that they're doing, this whole circus, this whole show. So they actually think that they have to have this huge show of stuff. And they prop you in the ICU and put you on this ventilator, do all this. And they really do think that they've done everything for you. So that's the disconnect. Okay, Kate, you're a journalist, you're a researcher, you're a radio show host, mm-hmm. you're, you wear many hats. I'm a business person. Uh-huh. And if I look at it okay. as a business standpoint, every time somebody gets a ventilator, they get $13,000 credited to them from Medicare. It's automatic. At the beginning. At the beginning. Because it goes way up from okay. there. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. it goes way up from there. It has a, it's a sliding scale. But if you die, it's an automatic thirty-nine dollars to $40,000. Let's do the math. If you walk in the door, I put a ventilator in you. I got 13,000. I know is coming in. Right. I'm going to have to chase you. From for, fed bucks. Those yeah. are printed and taken from the tax yeah. dollar. Yeah. And I'm going to have to chase you to get you to pay your bill. But that money's already coming in. It's already yeah. been set yeah. aside. Right. So if I, you know, all of a sudden everybody, did, did you notice there for about, well, it's still going on. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any heart attacks, deaths, right. uh, gunshot deaths or anything like that. It was all COVID related death. They Everybody's had COVID. COVID. It's like I see dead people. All yeah. I see is COVID. So yeah, 40,000. So we kill 20 people. We've got almost a million bucks in my pocket. Yep. If you're in a hospital, like say downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. they get, they shoot a hundred people a weekend and 20 of them die. There's a million bucks. I just stuck in that hospital's pocket. So being a business person, I look at this and go, yeah, there's a lot of money to be made. Oh, take wow. life out of it. Take life out of it. Take, uh, Oh, bottom liners, yeah. like the CEOs. Yeah. We have uh, yeah. Like the CEOs, then you've got, wow, a huge amount and of I, money coming in. Plus 20 to $32,000 a day from the patient. And I, My yeah. gosh, you could buy a small condo by the time, you know, a week and a half you're in there. We were also told seven to 10 days. Now, why was I told seven to 10 days from the onset? Why didn't they think they he'd get better in five? And I said, why is that? And they said, protocol. Protocol. There's that word again. Protocol. Makes, you just make me want to salute every no, time you say I protocol. No, I want to shove protocol, protocol up the, yeah, well, Where you the know, they can shine. just take it. And, um, but think of it as yeah. a money thing. That's that's what it is. And honestly, well, there's so much fraud going on in America yeah. right now as far as housing, as far as this. Med- I mean, it's like each section of the pie right. has to get corrupt. Well, so, the medical profession, I grew up with a family of doctors in my family. All mm-hmm. my uncles were. And they could do no wrong. They walked on water. Right. But then a few of them. I know. You know. It's disgusting. So let me tell you, I just want to share this with you really fast. They give out these 300 and some odd, you know, pages of this care panel. You mm-hmm. know, the panel gets together and decides what they're, all the hospitals are going to do. There's lots of strings and money going back from CDC to hospitals. Okay. So everybody's strung up at this point. Let's just put it that way. At the end of the report, they cite, and I'm talking page way in page 290 okay because by the way radesimir all those other ones i mean that can call cause renal damage i mean mm-hmm. people are dying of renal failure kidney problems i mean all these medications they keep coming up with go do your homework on them is all i have to say <laughs> um like i said over treatment but at the very end they mentioned vitamin c zinc 
vitamin D. They mention these and they mention budesonide. Okay. And for budesonide, this is what they came back with. There is, now this is page 205. This is after they pitch all the other medications. And this is the one I think works. There is insufficient evidence for the panel to recommend either for or against the use of inhaled budesonide. We're not even talking about the nebulizer, right? Well, they inhaled. Okay. So rationale, two trials may reduce, they actually said budesonide may reduce the need for urgent care or emergency department assessment or hospitalization and reduces time to recovery in the trial. That was the synopsis of the trial of budesonide that is not the protocol for many hospitals in America. But it says may reduce the need for urgent care and emergency department assessment. You don't even get there. (laughs) But here's the big but. Love big buts. (laughs) (laughs) incomplete data and other limitations. I'm sorry, what? Incomplete data because they didn't have enough for the study. The people were doing so well, they wanted to can the study. Just being honest. Incomplete, incomplete data. Tell me that's not the dumbest thing you've ever read. They also said that uh, vitamin C hasn't been studied enough in the centuries of time. Vitamin C hasn't been studied enough. Really? (laughs) They also said vitamin D hasn't been studied enough in the centuries of time. Seriously? And zinc, of course, that we all take when we get a cold. But of course, you know, doctors think that doesn't make a dent. That's what I was told. That budesonide and and this cocktail of vitamins doesn't even make a dent. That's what I was told. I was told that by a person with a, a medical degree. So... They said the sample size was too small on all these. They said insufficient studies. They said, um, by the way, they said somebody with budesonide was significantly better. The budesonide was safe. Only 7% of participants reporting self-limiting adverse uh, events. Okay. Uh, It actually, they actually came out and said that it reduced the likelihood of needing urgent medical care. Now, listen to me. This came out two months ago in The Lancet, and they said that, um, you know, of course, uh, they were switching over in the UK because it was such a silver bullet. They were so impressed with it. It was doing amazing. And you know what I found? This is what I found, bottom line. Let me, let me share this with you, because they said the same thing about zinc. It hasn't been studied. They can't, they can't include any, any information. They can't include any of that in the care of a patient. So then the hospitals go to this care packet over 300 pages, and they say, see, it says we can't really do that. Not part of our protocol. Let me just tell you something that I found. The doctors don't do a whole lot of homework. They do not question the protocol. The nurses treat the, go- the doctors like demigods. They don't ask. They go, with the pr- they go with the protocol. They all shore up and tribally stand there with the protocol on their shoulders going, this is the most amazing work we've ever done in our lives. And we are in charge and we're on a power trip and we're going to tell you what to do. But let me tell you, you have every right in the book to say, I want this, 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 and this. And the buzzword is, um, it can't harm because they'll listen to that. It can't harm the person. Why would you not do it? So, so use that please. Okay. Because they'll listen to that. All I'm saying is you have to be the advocate. You have to go in like a mama bear. If I'm the only person to ever refuse a a ventilator and and ever tell them to switch up the protocol, there's a problem in America right now. Okay, Kate. 
if you're a doctor and you're uh-huh. making $400,000 a year right. and the medical profession says, if you don't push this protocol that you're talking about, I'm going to pull your license. What are you going to do? You're, you're going to go with the protocol. Exactly. You're going to, you're going to shore it up. You're going to tell them that it's amazing. You're going to, you know, when I, when I tell the doctors, the protocol is killing people, I'm sure they don't like to hear that. Yeah. You basically call <laughs> when them. When I tell the nurse, you want me to wear my immune system on my head with a hose? Okay. Um, I guess mine shut off when I got into the ICU. My immune system on the inside doesn't work, but you're telling me I have to wear this. So was I sarcastic? Yeah. Did I, was I ever rude? No. And was I firm? Yes. You have to be, and you have to be watching out for them and don't think that they know what's best because they don't. I'm sorry. They, I, I, did, I never saw that. I never had experience with that. I had to watch out for him the entire time and I had to make sure they were doing what they were doing and my, my daughters were great helps. Uh, they were amazing. And I thank, thank goodness I've been able to do the research I have. And, and I'm thank goodness I'm able to share this with you. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it in the next hour. So make sure you hang on and you can ask questions. And I'll be right back with uh, John the Wheelman. Thank you for coming in hey, today. No worries. And no worries. Uh, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Please share this. Please share, let's save some lives, you guys. Please. I'm, I'm begging you. I've never been so... Please share this with everyone you know. Isn't common sense supposed to be common? The struggle is real, my friends. The Kate Daly Show starts now. When I was growing up, there were two medicines in the world. You had aspirin and camphophonique. That's all there was. Now there's so many medicines. They got this prescription stuff that they advertise on TV. And I swear, half the time, the side effects are 50 times worse than what the medicine cures. Like try new Floraflor for itchy, watery eyes, it's Floraflor. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, water weight gain, lower back pain, receding hairline, eczema, seborrhea, psoriasis, itching, chafing clothing, liver spots, blood clots, ringworm, excessive body odor, uneven tire wear, pyorrhea, gonorrhea, diarrhea, halitosis, scoliosis, loss of bladder control, hammer toe, the shanks, low sperm count, warp floors, cluttered drawers, hunchback, heart attack, low resale value on your home. Feline leukemia, athlete's foot, head lice, club foot, MSMD, VD, fleas, anxiety, sleeplessness, drowsiness, poor gas mileage, tooth decay, parvo, warts, unibrow, lazy eye, fruit flies, chest pains, clogged veins, hemorrhoids, dry heaving, and sexual dysfunction. I'm watching it going, you know what? I'll just have itchy, watery eyes. You know, I, I love that because it makes me laugh, but there's so much truth to that. You have no idea. Oh, totally. Thank you, Jeff Foxworthy, for nailing that. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show, an important show today. I really do hope you share, and I'm going to go into some more details and um, about my journey in this week. Uh, my husband had pneumonia, and um, and we, we did some different things uh, to help him to succeed, and... By the help and grace of God and, and prayers and blessings and also because um, I had wonderful doctors to talk to and I knew a lot about COVID and I was even told I probably knew more than the staff I was dealing with. And that was a scary thought because you go to, you go thinking that they're supposed to be up on everything knowing what's going on and I didn't find that. And I found what I found was kind of horrific. So 
All I'm telling you is, is as I, as I talk about some of these details, I'm not a medical professional. My case might be different than everyone else on the planet. Maybe, um, I know they'll chalk me off to an anomaly. I know that they will uh, chalk me up to an anomaly. I'm tired. Can you tell? And, uh, I know that they will try to say that his situation was so unique. Why, why, remi- why, why have that be given to every patient? It's so unique, John, the wheel man. I mean, it's, you know, um, I know they're going to try to do that. And I actually had a conversation with them about that. They said, please don't, please don't ignore this. This is your fastest patient to get out of there in what you view as COVID related. So why don't we look and learn? Because he had major risk factors going in mm-hmm. on their on their list of risk factors. And and so let's look at this and say what what did what happened? And I do think it's a combination of prayer. It's a combination of a lot of things, okay? So that's why I say it's not every case. And I'm not here to vilify doctors and nurses. I had one, um, there was one nurse out there going, somebody is in here with a podcast and she's making all of us cry and calling us murders. Okay, listen, chick. <laughs> listen, honey. <laughs> First of all, I've never said that. And and instead of instead of listening to what I'm actually saying, they turn it into a victim class so that they're crying and I'm making them cry because I'm so mean. I, I have been nothing but nice to the staff. I'm firm. I'm sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I'm a tad bit snippy, but I'm not ever rude. And um, when they ask me to wear my immune system on my face, I do it. I actually say what I'm doing. Like, oh, sure, I'll do any um, nonsensical thing you want me to do. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Or I'll do anything you say that, that proves no medical science. Little nurse ratchet, we're good. I mean, I don't call her nurse ratchet, but I'm thinking it. But I actually say to them, okay, I'll do something that doesn't make any medical sense whatsoever. Like putting on the gloves after I've been with my husband for seven days and I didn't get the boogie fever. Um, So all of a sudden now I can. So I need to wear a spacesuit from hell with the uh, hazmat um, conglomeration um, because suddenly now it's airborne, but the cooties only go somewhere we don't really know, and it's so elusive. And all this garbage I was told, and these nurses with like the most sincere eyes believe all this. Like they believe it that their that their little yellow paperish gown is saving humanity, and and the little mask is saving humanity. Even though I know their medical training would say differently, that that you only wear that in the field over a over an open wound to catch anything that would fall in the open wound, but they kept telling me the nanoparticles are flying through the air and they're flying into the gown because they're attracted to yellow, I guess. And, and they're flying <laughs> okay. in, they're like zooming in and, and I have to, I have to switch out the gown every five seconds. So they make these ridiculous protocols. They pass it off as medicine. They tell you that this all has to happen in order for you to be safe. And they tell you that, um, like little nurse ratchet, they care more about the power of telling you to wear the gown in a specific way, I guess if you wear it off the shoulder, that's a no-no because COVID can get into the shoulder area. Or if you wear like, if you don't wear the hose get up. This is the sarcasm of you coming out, right? <laughs> don't wear the hose get up that you're, you know, I, I always like putting on an additional immune system because they figured that mine didn't work. I'm healthy. I'm walking in there. I'm healthy. I'm good. Everybody's healthy. But all of a sudden now we're not healthy. So I'm supposed to believe I'm sickly. It's like Mm -hmm. Munchausen's. I'm supposed to believe I'm sickly and that the nanoparticles are going to come flying at my face and I'm going to suddenly break out in Covey's. And so I was like trying to understand the nonsensical medical science. I'm not trying to be mean. Well, maybe I am. Okay, I am. 
But they have to wake up. They have to wake up to the nonsense they're spewing out because they have to but know Kate, when they're saying it that it makes no medical sense. But Kate, it's their job. It's their <laughs> they're job. They're doing their job. Just doing well, my even job, Even though man. they raise their hand job. when they get their license and their little right. hat on their head and I know, they say, I I'm, do no harm. It's me and you, we're thinking common sense. I People know. out there I, listening I, to you are thinking without common it. sense. They're totally without it. But I, if you're, you know, if it's your livelihood, you're going to do what the man says. But I and think it's some tough. of them believe it. That's the problem. So yeah. just for a couple of things. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think that medical staff are murderers. I've never said that. Never. I never have I ever even thought that. I knew that there was a disconnect. I just couldn't figure it out. Now I do. Now okay. I figured it out. Okay, um, I got it's a the protocol killing people, not COVID. COVID is not killing people. Now, if you're going to ask me about COVID, I don't actually, I think it's a label. And I know that's a strong phrase, especially with the Delta variant uh, that they can't describe or don't have a test for, but they've diagnosed you with already. All I'm saying is I think it's a label and the label creation gave them a whole new way to create a protocol Mm -hmm. that doesn't work, that I think is harmful to the patient. They also uh, were able to shut down a nation, crash our economy, get us on socialized cash um, payments. They were able to do a lot because they came up with the label. Because, and the reason I say that is because we don't have a sample of it. And no doctor can describe it and no doctor can tell me what it is. And they all think it's still a mystery bug. Okay, okay. Kate. So for an average Joe like yeah. me walking down the sidewalk, mm-hmm. where do I go for the information that helps save your husband's life? I mean, because honestly, I'm too busy trying to pay my $700 a month power bill in Mm -hmm. Washington to where I I don't have the research. 700 bucks a month for utilities, folks. Yeah, but you know, I mean, just just something simple. Okay, so I would go, this is what I would do, because obviously I'm not a doctor, um, but um, I would go to the Frontline Doctors website, because I know those doctors actually get health, Mm -hmm. and they get what can help you, and they're helping people every day. They can do a telemedicine visit with you, and they can actually um, get out drugs to you in, 40, in, in, in 24 hours because we're pretty much pretty sure this is straight-up pneumonia. They're just over-treating it into something it's not and then calling it a, a COVID killer. Okay, that's what's going on in my estimation. So how do you catch pneumonia from another person if they say it's so contagious and everything? <laughs> I mean, I've never heard yeah, of anybody. I, I mean, a cold and yeah, a flu, yeah, but not pneumonia. I thought that was just something that attacks your lungs. And I guess that would be a whole different show, would it, on my hypothesis of why everyone in the summertime is coming down with something. Mm-hmm. But And we need to talk about that, too. You could certainly call up and ask questions. I will take phone calls in just a second. But um, I just, I on the budesonide, this was really funny, but as we were leaving, I wanted to have the budesonide inhaler. So if they're going to pass out medicines at the end, hey. Give me budesonide, more more yeah. of it, please, for my husband. And um, then they called me and they they told me that the doctor would not give this out and that I, well, not that they wouldn't give it out to somebody they loved. They just want me to know that. And then they also want me to know the big side effect. Well, I've read all the studies. So I said, well, I've read all the studies, but certainly you can just tell me what that is. And it was the oral fungi. And now anyone can get thrush from, I'm sorry, from an inhaler. And I, I said, well, you know, we'll roll the dice or, yeah, well, we're fine. Yeah, just give it to us. We're, we're good. Um, you've done your job. And so they firmly, <laughs> they firmly believe that, oh, my gosh, you can get something that anyone can get from an inhaler that's very rare. But that was the big old scary side effect I was supposed to believe for budesonide. Now, why haven't they adopted budesonide into their, their protocol? Well, it, they're told not to by the CDC. Why aren't they, why aren't they doing high dose vitamin C like we did? 
why aren't they doing zinc? Now, I was I ordered intravenous zinc. They came back and they gave him oral zinc. I said, where's the intravenous zinc? And they said, we're out of it. And I said, and they said, we don't usually give that out. And I said, if you don't usually give it out, why are you out of it? <laughs> to which I got no answer. So um, they just don't like doing any of this. They, they don't, don't like to be questioned. They, they don't like to be questioned. They do not like to be questioned. And I got the little... I call it short man complex, but it's like, it's like the, don't you dare think I don't know what I'm doing, but here's the problem folks. And I'm not vilifying doctors and nurses. It's just that these are people that are not doing a lot of research, study, or reading. There's only a few that I know that do that. And a few out of a lot. They also give you 24 doctors while you're in there. And they have to pass off to the, the next doctor. And so there's no, I don't see any communication. They actually call them, what was the word I used? Hosp- hospital. Uh, uh, they're hospitalizers or what are they? Like they. Uh, they actually work for the hospital. They don't have a private practice. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is that? Like, what is that word? Um, so they have a whole new system of doing things and the system I guess they think is helping people, but actually you don't just get one doctor when you go in there. So you can't, you're, you're re-explaining, re-explaining, re-explaining and everyone's handing off to the football and even to people that go vitamins don't do anything. Vitamins don't work. Nutrients don't work. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, you guys, uh, we have a problem here and I'm having to talk to multiple doctors and you have 24 doctors. I mean, that's insanity. That's insanity to me. Why are, why are they doing that? So it's the protocol. It's the protocol that's harming, not COVID. Don't walk out of that hospital and say COVID killed your loved one. It's the protocol they need to change. And this is where the doctors and nurses need to stand up and question that protocol and say, we're not doing that. It doesn't, it's doing harm. We're not going, we're not okay with this. Because if the doctors and nurses stand there with willful ignorance and they don't say no, then everybody thinks that they, that this is the most amazing protocol. It's going to take them standing up. Be right back, Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. That is a product I believe in. Phytonutrients. It's easy to understand phytonutrients, isn't it? Um, and you need them. Shore yourself up. Um, make sure you get Balance of Nature. I highly believe in this product. Uh, balanceofnature.com, 31 fruits and vegetables a day. And this is a wonderful, wonderful product. So um, if you put in the code Kate, you get 35% off and free shipping. And I urge you to do it because you really need to shore yourself up. And that's the way to do it is total nutrients. Balance of Nature, I can't praise it enough. I can't say it enough. It is an awesome product. Awesome product. Get some extra for your shelves in case in case there's uh, sh- shortages. Make sure in the future, you know, make sure that you have enough on your shelves too, and it'll keep. So there you go. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi. Yes. Go right ahead. You're live. Um, 
what you were talking about, I just wanted to say the word is hospitalist. So hospitalist. There's the word. Yeah. yeah, I was like a what? <laughs> yeah, hospitalist. And, um, yeah. The second point I wanted to say is that the CDC can't okay a vaccine if there is a drug that works and is effective. So they have to make these other drugs that's a great not point. available great because they point. want the vaccine to be available. Great point. Beautiful okay, and point. Then Thank you. Number three, um, World Economic Forum Partnership. Uh-huh. If if um, IHC is part of that. Interesting. If you look on their website. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So the, they're going to be following protocols that the With World many Economic hospitals. Forum wants them to do. Many, 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 if not all of our hospitals, I'm sure. Thank you so much for your call. That was You're a beautiful welcome. point. Beautiful point. Let me Let me say this. If my leg was blown off, let's hope it's not. Um, okay, it's not done with, but uh, I, the hospital is where I would need to go, and I would understand that. I'm not bagging on on nurses and doctors that know their stuff. I relied on really good doctors mm-hmm. to get through this that knew their stuff. The problem is that most of the ones I meet are very limited in their scope of not only standing up against things that don't work, but just limited in their scope of research or basic common sense. Now I say that, it sounds mean when I say that. I'm not trying to sound mean. It's just the common sense factor was missing here. And I don't, I don't want them to look at my situation like it was an anomaly. It wasn't. My husband walked out of there in three and a half days. My husband was released today. Five days total. Should have been released yesterday. What does that tell you? That vitamins and nutrients and maybe a, a little undertreated med- medication that, that, that people can get their hands on easy, they use it for COPD, that can work? Well, my husband had risk factors going in, so it even made it worse for him, right? He, like We shouldn't have been taking him home. By all standards, if we would have gone by the protocol, I think I'd be burying my husband. And I can't, I can't imagine that thought. So... That's why I decided to do this show, because I know that billion-dollar industries get real threatened when you say, don't talk about the way they do things. But if we don't expose that, I can't have people dying on my shoulders. When they say, do no harm, well, buddy, I'm a citizen, and I won't do harm. I won't do harm. So I have to let you guys know what we did to have my husband walk out of there. And yeah, we had prayers and blessings and all kinds of stuff to our advantage as well. But we changed that protocol. And I just want you guys to know that we cannot sit by and let this continue to happen all through the fall. And good people and young people are dying because of that protocol. The protocol is what's hurting people, not COVID. They're blaming COVID. They're blaming COVID, and that's what I finally figured out. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Uh, yes, Kate. Yes. Um, so uh, as far as protocols, I've, I've been looking at the, um, the Frontline Doctor website um, and the Mass Plus protocol. Is uh-huh. that the one that you were advocating for? Mine was a little bit more of a hodgepodge of different doctors telling me what to do, but I think theirs is similar. 
very similar, and that a lot of people are getting help through the frontline doctors. Uh, because they have, you know, they have like PDF forms and printouts from their website that, that you can download and print a copy, and then if somebody in your family, um, you know, contracts somewhere, ends up in the hospital, like, I would assume we could just take that down and hand it to them and say, here's yeah. the protocol yeah. with the frontline doctors gonna, and all the, yeah. the information, websites, everything, the dosage levels, Absolutely. everything is on there. Absolutely. And they're definitely going to advocate for vitamins and nutrition and all those things that some doctors mm-hmm. don't think matter. And it mattered right. and it made all the, all the difference for my husband walking out of there in three and a half days, the fastest ever. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm up here in, in Idaho and uh-huh. my concern is, you know, I haven't contracted it. My wife hasn't contracted it. We're in our 60s. We're, we're not going to take the jab. And, you know, if, if knock on wood, we contract it, my concern is, you know, we end up, if we have to go to the hospital, uh, we're going to run into the same yeah. issues that you are. And the first thing they're going to want to do is yeah. do things we don't want. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, from the minute we got there, we were told ventilator, ventilator, everybody kept bringing it up. And we kept saying, oh, there's no way in hell that's going to happen to us. No way. We're not doing it. So sorry. I'll just, we'll mm-hmm. just have to go out as vegetables, I guess. We're not doing it. And so, um, and so here's the deal with that. You have to say no, no, and no, and they're going to be very bothered by it, but don't care. I didn't care what they thought of me. Who cares? I mean, I thought they were nonsensical. So, you know, it was like matched, right? So, so when I say stand up, stand up and say no ventilator, but the problem here is that everyone's wringing their hands as somebody goes downhill in treatment. And they wring their hands and they say, we're doing the best we can, folks. We're doing the best we can, folks. Killer, the killer COVID, that, that it thing is getting them. And then when they go on a ventilator, they go, see, we couldn't do anything else. Got them on a ventilator. Could, we had no choice. And I'm saying get them healthy before they ever get in the range of the ventilator. Because we were in that range. So get them, get them healthy. And that's what I don't, I don't see anybody caring about or doing. They're not making right. sure they don't get in the range, and they're telling you that it's the best they can do, hogwash. It's not the best right. they can do. Right. And, they can do much and better. And I agree. And, and, and you know, like the vitamin D and the zinc, and yeah. that's the stuff we take all the time, and you have to, exactly, you have to take these things. Intravenous Absolutely. high doses, because it's more than just like vitamin C. Vitamin C actually can help with inflammation. It can help with nucleic acid. It helps with so much in the body that right. it doesn't get credit for. So it's, it's more intricate than people think. And what do the doctors do when they want to shame you or make you look silly for asking for it? They go, <laughs> vitamin C. Okay. Like it's a glass of orange juice. Okay. So in the studies for vitamin C, guess how much they gave a glass of orange juice worth. And then they gave up to 2,400. Now we were over 10,000. We were up to 10,000 and they gave 2,400 and said, well, that didn't really do much. Insufficient data. Well, insufficient data. Yeah. You gave an insufficient amount moron. So (laughs) <laughs> to me, I, I'm th- I'm sorry. Am I getting mean again? So to me, I just went through hell, and I want I don't want anyone to go through that. So to me, I'm thinking they couldn't even pony up a study for a simple respiratory pneumonia where vitamin C helps, and then they look at you like you're some kind of a dipwad for asking for it. So even if they shame you and the doctors get on a god complex and they act like you don't know anything, keep pressing the issue that's what we had to do and we had to be on guard me and my daughters had to be on guard the entire time to make sure they were following promises that's disgraceful 
Right. And I'm so glad your husband's okay and everything's working out for you. Me too. And the show is great. I'm, I'm, I'm passing this along to as many people as possible. Thank you. I really appreciate right, that. Thank you. thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is really important. I want to talk about, oh, I got to take the, <laughs> take the radio out of my ear. Uh, you, Kate, mm-hmm. it wasn't just over this COVID-19. Now, you probably helped your husband mostly because of all the research and study you saw on this subject. But this happens all the time outside of COVID-19. Patients die, patients suffer, suffer in hospital because a family member is not there or family members aren't there watching. Right. Uh, I've, I've uh, helped my parents when they were dying. Uh, I helped with treatments. Treatments were altered. Uh, pain was lessened tremendously because I was there. I uh, seen uh, doses that weren't given uh, uh, correct. Uh, right. I've seen uh, prescriptions not carried out. Mm-hmm. I've seen all sorts of horrible things over and over in hospitals. Family members, if you care about your loved ones, even if you don't know much about medicine, be there oh, when they're in the gosh. hospital. Be there in can the I, rooms with them. Can I make Extremely a comment important. on that? Let me make now, a comment. Let me wait, 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 wait. Let me make a let me make a comment on that. Let me make a yeah. comment on that. So my stepdaughter, my stepdaughter was in there when I wasn't when I was doing the show, and when I was doing the show, I said. Um, she said they came in and they gave two packets that only equaled 6,000 on this dose. And I said, and she said, they're, they're not doing the 10. And so I said, well, that's, that's it's supposed to be 10. And they kept calling it an error. And all I'm saying is, is that the errors happen. That's why you have to be so vigilant. Okay. That's why you have to be so vigilant. That's why you have to stand up for your loved one. And it's so, so important to do that. So please be an advocate if you have to write if you're alone and you you are getting sick or something and for some reason you can't access the frontline doctors you can't get medicine you can't i would get ivermectin i would get hydroxychloroquine i would get the things that work i would get budesonide okay um but if you can't write no ventilator on your chest write give me vitamin c intravenous give me zinc give me nac I was on the line with Dr. Merritt. She was like, make sure he has NAC every day. Make sure he has zinc, vitamin D. Vitamin C is super important because it helps with the inflammation. Give him everything he needs. And it was over and over and over again. Like, make sure, make sure, make sure. And and that was, see how simple it was to under-treat this with the right things than to over-treat with medications that I think are more dangerous because of their side effects? This was easy, and and when they did the studies, I could not believe they used the insufficient data thing as a you can't treat this. But it does make total sense. You can't have you can't push everybody into a vaccine if medicines work. Well, it goes back to the Jeff, yeah. the Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, the side effects will kill you every the time. The side effects will kill you. And you know, because I have to say this, unfortunately, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not blaming an institution. I'm just giving you my firsthand perception of what I went through, which is my opinion, which actually happened. But whatever, it's my opinion. All I'm saying is please, please, please listen. Listen and learn because they're not going to change protocol. Do you know what's going to change protocol? All of you going in and saying, I want this, 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 and this, and I'm leaving with my loved one and we'll have to go out on hospice, I guess. If that's the only way we can leave here with our insurance intact, we'll leave here if you don't listen to us. 
And you have to use the words, do no harm. See, it won't harm them. Won't harm them because they'll listen to that. I'm trying to tell you the buzzwords they'll listen to. But if you don't start demanding this, they're never going to make a decision internally to do anything. And I actually think they never will. It's just going to take a lot of people saving their own loved ones from the protocol. And the nurses can get their back up because they don't like it when anyone talks about the job they're doing and they just want to be called a hero. They love that. Like that one doctor tearfully said, we, we really liked being called heroes. Well, you know what? Be a hero and stand up to the protocol. Be a hero and, and question common sense. Be a hero and do some homework and research and don't just do what you're told. Be a real hero. Right? I respect nurses, but do no harm. Have common sense. It's not that hard. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Hold Kate Daly Show. On to me as we go. As we roll down this unfamiliar road. And although this wave is stringing us along, just know you're not alone. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hi there, welcome back. You know, I can assure you two things when you listen to this show. I'm gonna give you my honest opinion, and you're gonna be cured of erectile dysfunction. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> Sorry. So I, I wonder I what have, the protocol is. I have is nothing on that. to do with the ads, and so I'm just laughing because <laughs> it's like constant, and I'm sorry. And anyway. All right, so welcome back <laughs> to the show. and... I have to make myself laugh because I've, I've been prone to tears a lot this week. Not because my situation's great. My husband walked out of the ICU the fastest ever in three and a half days and, and, uh, and released from the hospital in under five days. Now, he could have been released after yesterday. I mean, honestly, he could have been released yesterday with four days. Maybe they don't, you know, maybe success mm-hmm. stories want to not keep him down But the insurance company is probably really happy with you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... It wasn't, the tears weren't there because of that. The tears were there because I realized how many poor people out there don't know. And 
And I have the good fortune of being able to do research on a daily basis. That's really helped me and understand to stand my ground because I know what I'm, I'm talking about when it comes to COVID or whatever they want to label it or call it. And I honestly, if I, if you were to ask me off the air, what my honest impression of this is, is I think COVID's a label and I think everyone's bought into it and everyone tries to see something different in you, like a symptom or something, but the symptoms are all over the place. There's no sample of it. There's no anything there. There's no anything to prove COVID. If you tried to go to a court of law, I don't think you could prove it. When I looked at my husband's x-rays and then put up 2017 x-rays, they looked exactly the same. There was no difference. I'm not a radiologist, but I'm sorry. I have eyeballs and they're pretty good. I can see 2020. (laughs) (laughs) They're not clouded. I mean, you guys, they're using this label and they're getting away with it. And then they invented a whole new protocol for basic pneumonia and they're turning pneumonia into something that is this heinous thing you have to go through. Well, and then they put up, they wring their hands and they go, well, the killer COVID's getting you. And when really it's the protocol and that's my point, I'm not trying to villainize, you know, nurses and doctors here. They're good people. They want what's best. I just could never figure out the disconnect. Like why in the, why when you walk into a hospital, they're so freaked out and they're, you know, why? And they know better, but everyone's told it's the elusive COVID and everyone believes it's the elusive COVID. And I'm going to, this is just pneumonia. You're over treating, start under treating. It's just pneumonia, play it out. And that's what I saw not happening. And that's what was scary to me. And I saw that doctors didn't, they didn't know a lot about this and they pretended not to know a lot about it. I shouldn't say pretended, but they know a lot about like, if I cut my leg off at what to do biologically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Physiologically. But when it comes, when it came to this, it was like the big mystery. Well, why is it a mystery after 19 months? That doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense medically. They can identify strep. You can identify what that is. You know what it is. You know what the flu is. Give me a break. Why, why is this so elusive that you can't quite put your finger on it? It's a label, you guys. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate Raul here. Hi. Hey, I'm glad to hear that. Hi. Glad to hear that Clint is doing well and you got him out of there. Thank uh, you. Healthy. Yeah, I'm very glad to hear that. Thank I you. wanted to share a recent experience that I had, I had at the uh, hospital there in IHC. I had a medical emergency and I was told by another doctor to go to the emergency room. I was suffering with abdominal pain. Uh, for over 14 hours, and it was at a level nine pain level. Mm-hmm. And um, I went over there to get a sonogram and uh, get a diagnosis, and they they didn't want to admit me without a mask on. And I won't wear a mask based on religious and uh, mm-hmm. and medical uh, right. medical reasons. And uh, they admitted me into a room uh, under a modified admission. Mm-hmm. And the doctor came to see me. And he said, checked me out and said, you know, we're going to need a sonogram to determine what's going on because the previous doctor had told me that I could have pancreatitis or right. I could have a tumor or anything, right. something very serious. And uh, I said, well, I, I told you I can't wear a mask in the sonogram room because he told me you'd have to wear a mask in there. And I said, I can't. It's absolutely asinine. Yeah. Yeah, and, I know. And I... you know what? They kicked me out of the hospital because I wouldn't submit to that. <laughs> Under a medical emergency, yeah. and I want to say that you know they they're violating uh, U.S. law, um, yeah. uh, Title Three, Regulation Twenty Eight, 
under the uh, the uh, uh, Civil mm-hmm. Rights uh, uh, Act right. of 1964, right. they have private accommodation. Yeah, and or public accommodation. I remember talking and about this not, when you went through this. Yeah. Absolutely. I have about ten more seconds, but I, I remember talking about this very thing. Yeah, we talked Anyways, about this. I yeah. Had to, yeah, I had to leave without medical. Attention. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, and and they were willing to so do it. So there you go. Thank you for your call. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. I. I'm trying to get as many calls as we can in, but my gosh, I remember that and we talked about it and it's mm-hmm. insane that they refuse medical care on that. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad that your husband's doing so much better. Thank you. Um, but I wanted to get back to NAC. The federal government or the FDA is trying to take it off the over-the-counter market Same and it's with, already uh, banned on Amazon. Same with budesonide. Yeah, and um, because it's so effective in in decreasing mucus yeah. and increasing your glutathione, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, it's it's scary to see what they're doing with over the counter medications that are so effective. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Thank you for the call. And yes, she, she's she's dead right. She is dead right. That is absolutely happening right now. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Um, maybe I can help you a little with understanding why certain medical people are not bothering to do any outside work. Okay. When I was going to school, I was just getting a bachelor's. Um, and at the time I was 38, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not an idiot, but a class I was in, we were reading essays. We had to write a paper and everyone in the class had a similar opinion, which the expert that had written this essay that we were evaluating didn't know what they were doing. And we got a major lecture on we're undergrads. We haven't put in the time. This is an expert. And how dare we question Ooh, it? That's kill. That's killing us. The how and dare we question. Yeah. Is part of the problem yep. is you're not even allowed to question in college and yet they're trying to sell everyone needs to go to college i absolutely agree with you thank you for that in fact i was told um iver i brought up the conversation i don't think they are allowed to have a conversation about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine and i brought it up and the immediate response by the medical hierarchy that it was um that doesn't work and i said what do you mean doesn't work there's tons of studies what are you talking about doesn't work end of story um, I beg to differ with you. By the way, the vitamin D study that they did, that they said, you know, because they said it was insufficient data and doesn't mm-hmm. help anyone when they're in the ICU, mm-hmm. which is hogwash. They gave a single dose of 200,000 international units of vitamin D. And then they said, oh, see, doesn't work. Okay, you have to constantly give, not such a big dose, but constantly give a little dose. And what I'm referring to is page 291 in the over 300 pages of the COVID care document put out by the panel, Mm -hmm. by the CDC, which gives the hospitals their guidelines. CDC creates a label called COVID. Then they create a panel to give you the guidelines for said COVID. That goes to the hospital administration. Hospital administration gets a lot of money for doing a lot of the things, oh, yeah. you know, that a lot of money. And uh, for apparently from what we're reading and then um, allegedly I have to use those words allegedly. And then the hospital administration tells the doctors, it's like common core. Okay. Set curriculum, work within the curriculum. So they have to work within these guidelines. They're not allowed to go outside the box. 
Health is outside the box. Nutrition, outside the box. Proven medications, outside the box. They're not allowed to go outside that box. So then they have to say the box works. (laughs) And then they have to say it works for this said thing that's out there. Boogeyman, elusive thing that they've never seen before. Do you see how the CDC can create a label? They tell the hospitals what to do. They create a whole new show, a whole new circus called COVID blobbity-gook protocol. And then you go in and you get over-treated. And then they go in and they rush in and they do all this stuff to you and put you on a ventilator and do all these things. They would never do that if you just walked in there with plain old pneumonia in 2017. And they're rushing people onto this ventilator. We were told from the very beginning, get on the ventilator, get on, you know, not get on the ventilator, but we're going to have to have the ventilator talk if this happens. We're going to have to have the ventilator talk if this happens. I mean, they're prepping you the whole time that you're in there to accept this as part of the mode of protocol. Well, I'm sorry, after spending some time in there, getting to peek behind the curtain to see the Oz, uh, I'm, 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 I'm horrified. I'm horrified that no one's saying, hey, this isn't okay. And by the way, you know, you can go get IV vitamins. You can go to clinics like Bella 2. I love that clinic. Uh, There's so many clinics that you can go to and say, I want vitamin C intravenous. I want vitamin D. I want zinc. I want all these things if you're not feeling good. Um, And also, are we are we aiding and abetting this thing? By aiding and abetting the neurosis when you walk into a hospital and you're like, oh, thank you for letting me wear my immune system. Thank you for the reminder of my immune systems on my face now. And I'm a healthy person, but I need this. So thank you. Thank you, hero. And then you walk into the elevator and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm so glad you are, are, are rubbing this down with hand sanitizer. Thank you. And then you go up into ICU and you're switching out gowns like a crazy person and no one can explain why, but you're, but you're switching them out because COVID knows where to go to the yellow gown, not your shoes or your hair or your clothing or your face, but it knows to only go to the gown and it infests in the gown and oh my gosh. And then they'll say nanoparticles are flying through the air. And you're like, I know, but I just spent a week with them and I didn't get sick. I know, but the nanoparticles are so crazy smart. They're totally going to get you today. Well, I have an immune system that will repel the nanoparticles. Uh, and they go, yeah, that, that's not a thing. You don't have an immune system. You have to wear the mask and the gown, and that's saving humanity. And I'm going to look at you with total sincerity in my eyes and tell you that we're saving humanity by going around and being beasties about the, the mask and the gown. And, and this is where we're putting all of our focus. That's the experience I had. <laughs> it makes no medical sense, but they sell you on it. Like that's medical sense and that's not medical sense. I, and we were talking about this on the break. I used to have so much trust and faith. I used to have far too much in this industry. And now I'm horrified that people are shoring up a protocol that I think is killing people. And they're, and, and I don't think they intentionally do it. I just think willful ignorance and following orders is making them do it. Right. And C- complying, complying. Yeah. But uh, go back 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor. And oh, they I said know. it with such reverence, not like it's he's like, Jesus. I know. He's a doctor. Oh, and my, I mean, seriously, I was raised in it. I know. You know, yeah. the thing you wanted to be was a doctor, a right. lawyer, an Indian chief. And, and they try and they're good. And yeah. but they're guessing, they're guessing people. Yeah. And, and if it's you're a, a doctor and you've never seen COVID and after 19 months, you're like, well, I don't, I can't identify it and I can't explain it to anybody, but I'm sure it's there because I was told by the CDC it's there. Well, there's no sample of COVID anywhere in the United States. They didn't get the test off of COVID. They didn't put any COVID in that COVID test. 
So why are they pulling up positive for COVID? I can give you 40,000 reasons why. <laughs> it should say. Yeah, I mean, seriously. 40, yeah, 42. It should say, it should say positive for, for illness. That's what it should say. Not positive for COVID, positive for illness, because it's ratcheted up 40 magnifications. If you take a letter A and you zero in on the black ink so far, 40 times that all you see is black ink, it can be any letter at all. It can be any letter. That's a good analogy. At all. Because when everybody says it's 40 cycles, I'm like. It's deceitful to go 40 cycles. You don't even go over 25 cycles typically. Typically, 25 is the height of deceit. They're going to 40 and then telling everybody they have COVID. Everyone's testing positive for COVID. And now it's the Delta variant. There's no test for that, but they're sure you have it. But it's a cool sounding name. Though. Hey, John, you have the Iggly Wiggly disease. And I just know you have That's it. That's not very masculine. Will you just believe it? But if you call <laughs> you me Delta, be- <laughs> I'm a force. I'm Will you a just d- believe me, please? Me and Chuck Norris have Delta <laughs> variant. You have what I'm telling you you have and don't question it because the test says all the doctors and nurses are just going off the test. And the test is fraudulent, false positive test. So they think it's specifically for COVID. It's not. They had to go up 40 magnifications to convince you and then label it a COVID test. Please be an advocate for your loved ones. Please get them vitamins and nutrients. If you don't have a doctor that believes in that, find one that does. There are some wonderful nurses and doctors that do. There have been some impressive doctors and nurses that I have worked with that I think are amazing that read and study and do their job. They're few and far between is the problem, and we need to get those good doctors. Please find a good one. Go to the Frontline Doctor website, too, if you need some immediate help. I'm not a doctor. I can't help you, but go there. Thank you, John. Hey, no worries. I'm here for you're you. Awesome. I'm glad your husband's I hope doing this good. helps people around the country and around the world, please, and uh, be faithful. Be fearless. Be fearless in your fight for your loved ones in the hospital, please. I'm begging you to share this podcast today. Thanks, you guys. Be right back.